Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. An apple a day keeps the depression away, and this is Unfeatured Articles. Hello and welcome to Unfeatured Articles, the show about diving into the depths of Wikipedia and pulling out. Uh, oh, sorry, Curtis, you look like you had something <laughs> no, to no, say. No, I've just got. I've just got. I've just. It's 2019. It's year of the spine. Yeah, uh, uh, call out culture is what? something that we need to address, and I've got something to call out. Oh, here we go, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> You need to start introducing the podcast. No. Why? Thank you, Zane. Oh, why? Explain to the listeners now why you're a nervous Nelly. Oh, I don't think we have time for that. <laughs> so this is the start of, of, uh, the start of the season since we've had you on, Hannah. You uh, flat out refused. Consistently, we've been like, okay, Hannah's going to open this one. And she's been <laughs> like, no, I'm not. All right, so, so what we're going to do is... Establishing herself as the bad boy of the, yeah, uh, of the as, team. As, yeah. Um, so what we're going to do is... Yeah. I'm going to say my cold open again. Okay. We're going to play the intro again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, Hannah, you're going to intro no, the podcast. This is good because like, we're in it already. It's this cool. is we're like a... This is Hannah, your... we're going to ease you into it. We're going to ease you into it. <laughs> this is your training wheels. Okay, you ready? You ready? Here right. we go. <clears throat> An apple a day keeps the depression away. <laughs> and this is Unfeatured Articles. Thank you, Zane. Welcome to. <laughs> this wow, is good. Yeah, this is good. Black, no, keep it going. Brooks, I love yourself. I'm loving. I'm loving the no, word. <laughs> Maybe a little bit more energy. I think we've got it. Yeah. All right. No, don't listen to them, Hannah. Don't listen don't to the listen soundboard. To the, don't listen this to is, the you're, you're nailing it. All right. You're nailing. My name is James Keogh. <laughs> Joining <laughs> me on this show uh, is none other than Hannah Flannery, as you may have guessed. Uh, you're going to have to say hi into the mic. Hi. That's it. That's the way. Uh, also, Curtis Lang is here. Hello. Hello. Consummate professional Curtis Lang. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We like to keep Sorry, it uh, professional, <laughs> this one. Uh, again, yeah, this is a show we each week look at Wikipedia articles. We talk about them. It's good fun. It's good fun. Yeah, it's yeah, good, good, fun. good fun. Yeah, despite and what happens every single week, we do like to pretend we have a structure. I mean, yeah, we do. Yeah. We do one and then we do the other. Yeah, and then, then we, we do, do the third, third one. It's, it's easy. It breeds itself. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. we do our opening game, which I was about didn't to do, do last, last episode. But that's fine because uh, we had a guest on. Thank you so much yeah. to Sophie Jackson for joining us last episode. It was loose. Sophie Miss Jackson. Let's uh, do I the am game for real. We play a game. Uh, it's called mm-hmm. the Random Article Game where we have a prompt uh, we have like a, a, a little sentence with a blank and we use random articles to fill in that blank. I've got one this week, James. Yeah, that please. Would be all right. Oh, absolutely. Um, so smoking causes blank. Oh, here we go. Uh, well, why don't, you, why don't you start us off? I will. Let me, let me get that random article happening. Uh, oh, God. My, hang on. My phone's frozen. Riff, riff for me. Ooh, do you want me to take it? Uh, yeah, you take it, baby. Here we go. Well, I wanted to tell you about um, something I learned the other day, which is that smoking causes Castle Carey rail accidents. Yeah. yeah? Yeah. Two rail accidents have occurred near Castle Carey, Scotland, uh, both obviously because of smoking. 
uh, hold on. Smoking causes girls, girls, girls. Bracket Jay Z song. Bracket. <laughs> yeah. 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 I happen to know that that track was the direct result of smoking, uh, but they don't say what they're smoking. I tell you, uh, yeah, tell yeah, you yeah, that. Oh, uh, Curtis, what you got? Uh, smoking causes uh, the Concerto for Harmonica and Orchestra Opus Forty Six by Malcolm Arnold. There you go. So it's not all bad, I guess is what we're saying. Yeah. Is like smoking. Unfeatured articles. Um, so we're desperately looking for a sponsor at the moment. Uh, I Ooh. would like to contact the tobacco lobbyist. Yes. Marlboro. Marlboro, what hit they, us up. How are they doing? We'll make it cool for yeah. the kiddies. It's cool to smoke. And that's all I'm going to say. That's all we've got to say. Uh, Hannah, do you have an article this week? I do. Let's, let's talk about. Let's just, the, let's just get into it. Let's talk about the virtual boy. Yay! Yay! The virtual boy. It's, it's not a boy in a computer. It's, 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 not, not, a, it's, it's not, not a little virtual son. <laughs> not yet. Might as well be. The virtual boy is a 32-bit tabletop video game console developed and manufactured by Nintendo. Woo. Released Yahoo. in 19. Whoa, it's a me. It's a me. It's on the feature. Never mind. Featured after Christmas. Released in 1995, it was marketed as the first console capable of displaying stereoscopic 3D graphics. The player uses the console in a manner similar to a head-mounted display, placing their head against the eyepiece to see a red monochrome display. It was the predecessor to... Vive and Oculus yeah. Rift and all these kind of things, but the problem was that it couldn't render. It's a shit. It couldn't render anything, yeah. and it was all in black and red. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, like, what I'm looking right at right now is like a headset, like a headpiece with like a rubber, like place where you put your you hold your eye My against eyes, the thing. Eye sockets. Yeah, yes. and it's like on a little stand that you put on a tabletop, and then the weird, wacky looking control. So, I've lost my article. Oh, the article, the entire article. It's gone. It's all gone. Just like the Virtual Boy. Just like the Virtual Boy. It has gone. The New York Times previewed the Virtual Boy on November 13, 1994. The console was officially announced via press release the next day. Nintendo promised that the Virtual Boy would totally immerse players in their own private universe. Initial press releases and interviews about the system focused on its technological capabilities, avoiding discussions of the actual games that would be released. (laughs) And in the end... There was about 14 of them. Yeah. Actually, no, it was, I think there was 14 in the US and upwards of 20. In Japan? In Japan, yeah. yeah. But none of them were good. No. I can't believe they got the Times. They got the New York Times to like unveil this this new cutting edge technology. At the system's release, Nintendo of America projected hardware sales of 1.5 million units and software sales numbering 2.5 million by the end of the year. Nintendo had shipped 350,000 by December 1995, around three and a half months after the North American release. (laughs) The system made number five on GamePro's top top ten worst-selling consoles of all time. What was number one? Would you like, is that a rhetorical? No, I would love to know. I don't know. I mean, I guess the Dreamcast. No. Well, it it suffered from poor marketing. Did Um, it? Yeah. It, I mean, it was it was Sega's last console. So the problem with the Virtual Boy, as James touched on earlier, is all in black and red. Um, there was like to play it, you had to like 
hold yourself above the the headset and all of the games were terrible. It was like more expensive than a Game Boy with like none of the benefits and then like pricey without the benefits of an actual yeah. home console. Mm. So Apparently was- you had a very good uh, Wario Land game. Uh, I've heard <laughs> that a lot of people want a, a remake of. The, but- the article, like the Virtual Boy article does go on a little tangent, specifically p- panning Mario Tennis yes, in particular. that one I've heard is, is- They leave him alone, Mario. <laughs> because that one, the perspective of it, right? Oh, is yeah, like- yeah, because it's all in, meant to be in 3D, but yeah. they hadn't quite figured they it hadn't out. Got it right. And if you like- turned your head which you could do it was like you like if you took your 3d glasses off at the Mm. cinema you'd Mm. see like half of it um in popular culture several references to the virtual boy are related to the nintendo 3ds game tamadachi life yes (laughs) in the localization localization trailer for the game there's a clip of nintendo staff dancing around the virtual boy exclaiming all hail the virtual boy (laughs) Oh, uh, the Virtual Boy makes a cameo appearance in the GameCube game Super Smash Bros. Um, in the Simpsons game, during the intro to the cutscene of the Batman Begins level, while Bart goes to sequel stop to order a copy of Grand Theft Scratchy, there's a poster of Virtual Boy on the wall. <laughs> um, and in Animal Crossing New Leaf, the Virtual Boy is a furniture prize that can be obtained from a fortune cookie. And the fortune reads, I see much red in your future, much red indeed. <laughs> so it was retired very, very quickly, got a bit of a mercy killing. It yes. was, um, it came out in, in America in August and was completely done by March of the next oh, year. Oh so like less than a year. Yeah. I love how it has become this like, this meme, this in yeah. joke within Nintendo Nintendo's itself. Like, oh boy, <laughs> we fucked up, but this is our virtual son. Yeah, <laughs> it's got Mario we Tennis on him. it. It's got a really good Wario game. <laughs> yeah, that's the virtual boy. Big fan. Did you check out that list? That uh, top ten worst. I did, and I've slightly changed my article. Ooh, oh. yeah. gear shift, ladies and gentlemen. Is it going to be another poorly selling? Uh, it is. We're going to talk about list of commercial failures in video games. Oh, yay. All right. So um, I've gone down to the video game hardware failure section. Um, and so there's a number of um, ones that I've just never heard of, right? Sure. The 3DO interactive multiplayer, right? Mm. The Amstrad GX 4000. Okay. Yeah. But the one that stands out most is the Apple Bandai Pippin. Ooh, okay. okay. So Pippin is a game console designed by Apple Computer. Yeah. Right, so this is before they um, just became Apple. Like and they Mac. Yeah. Like before that. Um, and produced by Bandai, now named Bandai Namco, who are most well known for... Um, oh, like... They, they, Tamagotchis. Yeah? I think so. Cool. Nice. Um, but they also do a lot of the... Quick. Resident Evil? Uh, no. No, that's Capcom. Uh, yeah. They do a lot of the Dragon Ball Z games. They do a, yeah. lot, of, a lot of anime games. Yeah, okay. And other things that I can't remember. Yeah. On the top of my head. So uh, it was... It was right. Nice. Really? Yes. Nice. <laughs> uh, in the mid-1990s, uh, based around a PowerPC uh, 603 processor and a classic Mac OS. So it is pretty much just a um, reconstituted... Apple Mac computer yeah. that has been dialed down in its programming and its processing power for to just be a video game console. Gotcha. Uh, so it featured um, a. F- this was during the time of the um, the great cartridge versus CD yes. battle, which right. nearly ruined Nintendo. Very nearly ruined Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, it featured a. F- uh, and th- this one had a CD ROM. Uh, Apple intended to license the technology to third parties. However, only two companies signed on: Bandai. 
who are them. Unspecting, yeah. And Cats Media, while the only Pippin license to release a product to market was Bandai's. By the time the Bandai Pippin was released, 1995 in Japan, 1996 in the United States, the market was already dominated by the Nintendo 64 and and PlayStation. And the Virtual Boy. Nintendo 64 and PlayStation, which are two of the best-selling consoles of all time, even to this day. The Bandai Pippin also cost US Five ninety nine on launch, Ooh, which that's rough. is in nineteen ninety five. That's like about eight hundred bucks. Yeah, that's right. Rough in Australian as well. The yep. Virtual Boy was cheaper. <laughs> I the think um, PlayStation's cost. They, I think they cost one ninety nine or two ninety nine on launch, which is insane. The original? Yeah, the original yeah. PlayStation. Mm. Um, it was two hundred bucks now. Yeah, yeah. If only. Well, the, the the remake that just came out, the PlayStation Classic, is one hundred and fifty. Oh, yeah, yeah. one hundred and twenty off. Yeah. Anyway, the Bandai Poppin, uh, Pippin, sorry, also cost five ninety nine on launch. More expensive than the competition. Total sales were only thirty thousand. <sighs> oh, and that, my no. friends, is yeah. the worst selling console of all time. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. <gasps> Yikes. He's a virtual um, boy. Yeah. He won. <laughs> Redeemed. Yeah. <laughs> At last, he's good for something. All hail our virtual boy. All hail him. Um, yeah, so there's a bunch of others on here. Um, let's talk about the Gizmodo, because why not? Gizmodo is a handheld gaming device featuring GPS and a digital camera. Ooh. Right? So. Before its time. Yeah. However, it was released in 2005. So I sense oh. it's about to be taken down by Apple reclaiming yeah. the territory. Oopsie. Um, with poor promotion, few games, only 14 were ever released. Short battery life, a small screen, competition from the cheaper and more uh, reputable Nintendo DS uh, and PSP, and controversy surrounding the company, the system was a commercial failure. On 23rd of January, the UK arm of Tiger Telematics uh, went into administration. It is so far the world's worst-selling handhold game gaming console in history. Wow. So, so it was in handhold. Yeah. And due to its failing in European and American video game markets, it was not released in Australia or Japan, which is why we probably haven't heard Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they went bankrupt and discontinued in 2006, just 11 months after it was released. Wow. Beans. Oops. Um, yeah. Uh, let's talk about one more. Let's do one more. Did you guys hear about... Um Soldier Boy releasing uh, his own like gaming device, and it's literally no, I did it. Okay, <laughs> so but please continue. It's yes, literally like one of those scam things where like it's a box with a bunch of like NES ROMs on it, and it's you know one of those like one hundred games yeah. in one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It literally is one of those that Soldier Boy uh, was like literally like putting a lot of marketing into and like selling as this big thing, that, like his console. I'm going to look it up. And Jesus. it has Soldier Boy Telem on it a hundred times. <laughs> it's all just Soldier Boy While Telem. you're doing that, yeah. uh, I'm going to talk about my final one, the Nintendo 64 Double D. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A disk drive add-on and internet appliance for the Nintendo 64. It was first announced um, in 1995. Uh, however, the 64DD was delayed until its release in Japan on uh, December 1st, 1999. Nintendo, anticipating poor sales already, sold the 64DD through its RanNet subscription service rather than directly to retailers and consumers. As a result, the 64DD was only supported by Nintendo for a short period of time and only nine games were released for it. Um, most 64DD games were either cancelled entirely, released as normal Nintendo 64 cartridges, or ported to other systems such as Nintendo's next generation, GameCube. Yeah. So a lot of games that w- were originally... that were GameCube originals were actually made for the double D, the double D. And yeah. then, yeah. 
So yeah, it was it, because this was Nintendo's response to the CD-ROM versus cartridge controversy yeah. that surrounded it. Um, and it did not. Uh, during its lifetime, a total of 100,000 sets were made. 1,500, 15,000, sorry, were sold while 85,000 became scrap. Wow. Oh, yeah. Joining E.T. in the desert. Yeah, exactly. Which is true, by the way. Yeah, that's it is true. true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Soldier Boy has launched what he calls the Soldier Game line, including both a console and a handheld. Thing is, these are actually unbranded, poorly made emulators that Soldier Boy is reselling as his old, as his own. Um, yeah, the handheld is said to play Switch, 3DS, Vita, Neo Geo, Game Boy Color, Game Boy, and Game Boy Advance games with 3,000 built in. There's no list available, however. Heck, there's li- little information about the device at all. Um, and it's literally just like a cheap uh, knockoff device. Uh, I'm going to talk about mine. We started talking about video games, uh, so I'm continuing the trend. Ooh. Yes. Nice. I'm going to talk about uh, Polybius. Yeah. Polybius is... An arcade game and the subject of an urban legend that supposedly first emerged in early 1981. We almost forgot it was there. Yeah, we completely (laughs) forgot. The original game allegedly was part of a government-run psychology experiment based in Portland, Oregon. Gameplay supposedly produced intense psychoactive and addictive effects in the player. These few publicly staged uh, arcade machines were said to have been visited periodically by men in black for the purpose of data mining the machines and analyzing these effects. Eventually, all of these Polybius arcade machines allegedly disappeared from the arcade market. Now, how did this all begin? Let's find out. An entry for the title was added to arcade game resource coinop.org in 2000. The entry mentions the name Polybius and a copyright date of 1981, though no such copyright has ever been registered. The author of the entry claims in the description to be in possession of a ROM image of the game and to have extracted fragments of text from it, including 1981, uh, and then the uh, marketers or the uh, producers or whatever. Mm. Uh, The remainder of the information about the game is listed as unknown. And it's about the game section describes the bizarre rumors that make up the legend. The story tells of an unheard of new arcade game appearing in several suburbs in Portland, Oregon in 1981, something of a rarity at the time. The game is described as providing popular, uh, as proving popular to the point of addiction with lines forming around the machines, often resulting in fighting over who would play next. The urban legend describes how the machine was visited by men in black who collected unknown data from the machines, allegedly testing responses to the game's psychoactive effects. Players supposedly suffered from a series of unpleasant side effects, including amnesia, insomnia, night terrors, and hallucinations. All good things. All great, mm. great things. Is this the plot to Spy Kids Story Game Over? Yes. Approximately one, <laughs> mu- <laughs> Approximately one month after its supposed release in 1981, Polybius is said to have disappeared without a trace. The company named in most accounts of the game is Sinisloshian which is why I didn't mention it earlier because it's uh, some sort of Swedish word. Um, The word... Sorry, I said it was nonsense words and then over the top you said it was Swedish. I I just thought it was... Oh, I'm so sorry, Sweden. Uh, It's all right. They forgive you. Yeah, I hope so. The word is described by writer Brian Dunning as, quote, not quite idiomatic German. Oh, so it's German. Uh, (laughs) Then I'm fine. Yeah, no, no sorries to the Germans. Uh, No, sorry to the Germans. Meaning sense delete 
or sensory deprivation. These meanings are derived from sine, senses, and loshen, uh, to extinguish or to delete. Sometime prior to 2003, Kurt Koller, the owner of coinop.org, submitted a tip-off to the video game magazine GamePro about Polybius. Polybius then appeared in the September 2003 issue of GamePro as part of a feature story on video games called Secrets and Lies. This was noteworthy as it was the first known printed mention of the game, exposing the legend to a mass market audience. The article declared the existence of the game to be inconclusive, helping to both spark curiosity and spread the story. Following its appearance on GamePro, a number of individuals came forward claiming to have some involvement in the game. In 2006, a man named Stephen Roach claimed he had been one of the original programmers and that his company developed a game with very intense and cutting-edge graphics. However, according to Roach, a boy experienced an epileptic seizure while playing, and the cabinets were withdrawn by the company in a panic. Although Roach offered no proof for his claims, his story added details on the gameplay, which later inspired uh, a game based on the legend. So essentially, uh, yeah, it is. It is it, the game's existence has never been authoritatively proven. Snopes.com claims to have debunked the existence as a modern-day version of 1980s rumors of men in black visiting arcades, blah, blah, blah. Magazines of the time decide, uh, dedicated to uh, you know, video games make no mention of it. While a number of mock-up cabinets and games inspired by the myth do exist, no authentic cabinets or ROM dumps have ever been located. So basically, people think it's false. People think it's not real. Mm. It's probably not real. But it could but be. We'd but we'd like it could it to be. be. So uh, they probably just dumped them in the pit with E.T. Sure. E.T. and the, and the other thing. Was, but what if it was? But what if it wasn't? What if it wasn't? Ooh, woo. Ooh, woo. The video game is this? Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> That's what <laughs> we were video after. video game just stealing my children's brains. And, uh. Yeah, that's all I got. Mm, sexy. Ooh, yes. Um, all right. Well, some good articles, friends. Let's have a recap. Hannah, yes. what do you have? I had the virtual boy. All hail our virtual boy. Woo-hoo. I had the list of commercial gaming failures. And I had Polybius. Mm. Video right, game boys. episode. Video yeah. game. Surprise video game episode. Yeah. Um, all about, like, I, I also changed mine to be video games. <laughs> I was like, We're doing a video game I'm one. A We're doing it. Yeah. All right, all right Hannah, boys, as the trendsetter. Yes. Um, well... I believe Curtis's articles are just faint imitations of our Lord and Saviour, <laughs> the, the virtual, virtual boy. boy. So I will be voting for Polybius. Ooh, thank you. I will be voting for the virtual boy, despite the attack on my character. Wow. Uh, I will also vote for the virtual Yay! boy. Yay! Well, hail the virtual boy. <laughs> he finally won <laughs> something. Won. <laughs> that one guy that panned Mario Tennis. Fuck yeah, that oof. guy. He's, He's getting what's coming to heart. him. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, thank you so much boy. for listening virtual in. Virtual Keep chanting virtual, virtual boy as we do the outro. Uh, we are on social media, aren't we, Curtis? Yeah, we are. We're on uh, Instagram as Unfeatured Articles. Same yes. on Facebook. And on Twitter, we are Unfeatured Pod. Yes. Uh, we are on uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher, or any other good podcatcher of your choice. That's where you can find any of the episodes uh, previously, including the one t- today's episode. Um, yeah. Which is where you're probably listening. <laughs> Which is probably where you're listening, yeah. but such is life. Um, we are lovingly hosted by the That's Not Canon Productions Network. They have Ooh. many other fabulous podcasts. Musicals taught me everything I know. For yes. you musicals fans out there, Murder in the Land of Oz, yes. an Australian-based murder mystery podcast. Yes. 
My Song Suck, which is your That's other podcast, mine. isn't it, James? Yes, indeed. Um, you got any other podcasts, Anna? No. Yeah, neither do I. Not That's all right. Yet. I did. You but did. Then it died. <laughs> uh, sort of. It's, yeah, it's fine. Hey, Go hey, check out One Mile. It's one, check out One Mile. I'll bring it back. Um, uh, our theme tune is Purgatorian Friends by Kevin McLeod. It's very true. Uh, what a good boy. Good. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Yeah, until next time, I've been Curtis Lang. All hail the virtual boy. And I'm James Keogh. Browse <laughs> responsibly. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns.